Peace and black power to the family. It's your boy, Kwame Heru, a.k.a. Mr. God Body. No excuses. This is your big homie, OT, coming with another episode of... We're tired of asking. All right, man. All right, all right, all right. Feeling good, feeling great, man. Yeah, I just got to get that great. out. Just to remind you, this is a show where we bring you that real, unadulterated black perspective, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. You're always going to get an honest and true opinion from us rooted in fact, driven by the notion of making our own community for us, by us. That's Here a fact. we define ourselves for ourselves. We have thought-provoking discussions, conversations, and figure out how to navigate the, the black community back to its greatness. Ashe, Ashe, taking back our story, taking ownership of our story, and giving it how it needs to be given to the people. We can no longer have people controlling the narrative. You know, this is about standing up for yourself and being one and being represented the way you want to be represented. And this is what we're doing. And we understand how important media and imagery and they're doing it for ourselves, as you said. And uh, I just want to put it out there, right? I'm no important than you. You're no important than me. As a listener, you're no important than anybody else. But our whole is greater than the sum of our individual parts. I share. You know I what I'm share. saying? I so share. we got to do it together. It can't just be done one by one. 100%. I'm going somewhere, and I'm going somewhere with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's all go together. Let's go together. They say, well, what's the saying? If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. Got to go with the people, you know, because we're going to need help every step of the way. This is a, well, my man Nipsey said it's a marathon. Yep, and the marathon continues. This is not no sprint. We're playing the long game. We're doing it for us. We're doing it for our next generation, our kids, kids, kids. So this is what we're here for. We're putting that work. As the young boys say, factory. Facts. No cap. Yeah. No cap. Dead yeah, ass. man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you Kwame know. Haru. What up, As man? As always, it's good to see you, bro. Yo, it's What's good to happening? be seen. It's good to be seen, bro. Um, you know, we out here working, taking it uh, one step at a time, doing our uh, work in the community feeling well, raising the family, just setting up things for the future financially, spiritually, economically. So that's been pretty much what I've been doing. Okay. What's up with you, big bro? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, That's man. good. Um, it's good to hear. Good to hear. I- I'm going into tomorrow better than I left yesterday. I say. Or better I than I left today. So that's my approach every day. I wake up moving towards something that I pontificated on. Pontificate. And I'm, I'm going to get to. And I just want to let everyone know before we get going, this media stuff is great when it's used in the right fashion, but we don't really consider this the real work. Mm-hmm. So I encourage anybody listening to make sure that you're getting up to the real work that you need to, to make your now and your future look the way you want it to. Right. Collaborate, dedicate, commit, and make it happen, man. Stop. Let's stop being so reactive and get proactive. I say, I mean, that's, that's what this platform is about. We're trying to spark the brain. We're trying to get the people to get up, get out, and get something. Because it's not just going to come to you. You definitely have to put that work in. Anything worth having is worth working for and worth fighting for. So it's not just going to fall in your nap. Nobody's going to crack the sky. You're not just going to one day wake up and everything you want is laying at your feet. That's not how it goes. The work has been put in for you to be here. So continue to put in the work for those that's going to come after. It's like winning the lotto. You're still Mm. not going to be accepted into the group. Mm. You can win the lotto, get all the riches you want. But those people that work to get where they are, they don't know who you are, mm-hmm. and they don't recognize your work. 
Your work guy has to stand up and show. Mm-hmm. But you know, as always, we got a health and well- wellness. We like to start it off with. Ashe, I- there is no proverbial nor literal battle to fight without health. Yes. Or good 100%. health. As always, Kwame Haru, what you got for us? Yeah, man. So today, I'm highlighting one of the supplements that I use, one of the products that I use from my Baba and my Mama Naya. I get it from Cosmic Enterprises, which is located in Brooklyn, New York, 147 Rockaway Avenue, uh, 11233. And this is something called Immuno Special. Immuno Special is nothing to play with. This is full of a lot of good things that you need to keep the body running, keep the body working at maximum effectiveness and maximum efficiency. So I want to kind of break down some of the ingredients in here and talk about uh, its benefits and what it could do for you. So the first ingredient I'm going to start out with is elderberry. Now, elderberry is a super antioxidant. It's a neutralizer, a super neutralizer of free radicals. And if you are a listener, we spoke about free radicals before. And to just give you a, a small background, it's a ion molecule or atom with an uneven number of electrons. This makes it unstable. And they latch on to good cells and good tissue and good arteries, and it kills those cells. You are a big cell. And one of the biggest things that you can do is protect your cells. Bad cells is increases your chance of getting disease. It speeds up aging. It harms vessels, your arteries, and your cell walls, as I said before. So elderberry, a super antioxidant, a super neutralizer of free radicals in the body. The next one is we have bloodroot. It's a plant. This functions as an antiseptic, which helps prevent the growth of disease-causing microorganisms. And this is particularly good for your gut, your gut biome, which is the foundation of your immune system. You have good bacteria and bad bacteria. So in other words, you have good microorganisms and you have bad microorganisms. Bad microorganisms give way to, as I said before, diseases. It gives way to you being susceptible to cancers. When you have good bacteria, it promotes anti-cancer properties. It's an anti-inflammatory. It prevents the growth of tumors. It helps with the production of vitamins and minerals. It's an anti-plaque agent, which is good for black folks, especially black males, because plants have an adverse effect on blood pressure. And black men in America are among the highest affected by hypertension and blood pressure. So this is something that can help lower your blood pressure, help expand those vessels to increase your blood flow. This is particularly good for black men. Then we have something called dogwood which is great for headaches, fever, and fatigue. So if you're feeling sluggish, battle with migraines or constant headaches, this is something that can help ease those afflictions. We also have red clover. This helps with bone health and osteoporosis. It helps with arthritis. It's good for women because it helps ease symptoms of menopause like hot flashes. It promotes cardiovascular health. And for men, it helps produce testosterone. So if you're a woman dealing with menopause, if you're a man unable to produce sufficient levels of testosterone, this could help you with that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your weight up. I also have something called calendula. This is antifungal, anti-inflammatory, and antibacterial. And it also helps healing wounds. And this is something that could also soothe eczema. So as far as the anti-inflammatory aspects, if you suffer from chronic or Acute inflammation, this is something that can help ease those afflictions. It also contains St. John's wort, which is good for mental health. It helps with anxiety, mild and moderate depression, seasonal depression. So in the wintertime, when you have shorter days and longer nights, your access to light can open up symptoms of depression. 
and how it eases depression. It does this by activating serotonin and neuroadrenaline, which are key factors in hormones and stabilizing our mood. It helps our brain cells and our nervous system cells to function and communicate with one another, which leads me to mention our body healing in an alkaline state as opposed to acidic state, which allows our body to function and be electric and communicate internally. With seasonal depression, as I said, when you lose access to light, this helps you stimulate the natural production of serotonin. And dealing with mood, when it comes to the black community, believe it or not, suicide is something that affects our black community, particularly our black youth. Statistics have showed that suicide attempts have increased in the past 10 years for high school age students. It's increased 73% among black teens. So that's something that we particularly need to focus on. And St. John's Wort helps with mental health and, like, as I said, mood, depression, and anxiety. It also contains echinacea. And this is an antioxidant. It has antiviral effects, anti-inflammatory, helps fight infections. Studies have shown that it helps prevent the common cold. It lowers blood sugar levels and does this by helping remove excess fat from the blood. And this is a risk factor for insulin resistance. It has been shown to make our cells sensitive to the insulin effects, which means it helps fight diabetes because this particular echinacea, it targets our PPARY receptor, which is the same thing prescribed diabetes medicines do. So to break it down a little further, the activation of the PPARY receptors causes insulin sensitization and enhances glucose metabolism, which allows the, the body to regulate blood sugar. And according to the CDC, black people are at a 77% higher risk than white Americans to suffer from diabetes. So echinacea is something that can help with the effects of diabetes and your body regulating blood sugar and your cells being insulin sensitive. And it also has orange peel. And this is rich in fiber, B vitamins, calcium. It contains polyphenols, which are naturally occurring compounds that have a wide range of beneficial effects. It helps prevent blood clots, lower the risk of heart disease, and it acts as an antioxidant, among many other things. Uh, it also contains ginger, and this relieves pain. It's another anti-inflammatory, supports heart health, and is also an uh, anti-cancer agent. So this immunospecial is a super antioxidant, super anti-inflammatory mood regulator, anti-cancer agent, antibacterial, antiviral. So the many things that the human body can suffer from or be afflicted from, this is something that can help boost your immune system and fight these things. Statement and a question. What's up? Shout out to all my trainees who know about the orange peel tea. Yes. When your mom cuts an orange for you, she saves the, the peel. And when, you, when your stomach hurts or when you're not feeling good, you boil that up. That's a, uh, what is it, an all-encompassing fix-it. You know? Yes, yes. So all these things that you discussed, are these preventative? Is this a preventative measure drink, or is this something that you take after you're inflicted with? No, what, no, what no. As the saying, as we have liked to reiterate and as we have said before, prevention is better than a cure. So this is something to promote your disease-fighting systems, to promote your immune system, to promote the systems which fight off infection, to promote your antioxidation activity in your body. These things are like security in the club, like you standing there watching before anything could happen. 
And this is what this immuno drink does. Yo, but I've been in a club mm-hmm. and security will watch a fight happen. And like, yeah, that ain't security. <laughs> that ain't security at all. This right here, this immuno, this is the real deal. Okay. You know, this all is right. the real deal. So to answer your question, it's definitely a preventative measure. That's how I try to live by, or, you know, we try to live by preventing things before they can happen and being proactive. Okay. So let's uh, catch these things before they can happen or mitigate these things before they can happen. So Immuno Special, Cosmic Enterprises, Brooklyn, New York, 147 Rockaway Avenue. Go go and get you. Do they do they ship? Yeah, they definitely ship. So, so website to check out? Yeah, CosmicEnterprises.com. You can go on there and their supplements and everything that they have, it should be up there. And you can Google the name and the number will pop up and you can call and, and place your order that way as well. Good people. These are, are my elders that have studied under the, the world-renowned Dr. Sebi. They're his students and understand the effects of mucus and understand the effects or, or the harmful effects of inflammation and all the diseases that they can cause so they pretty much base their products around that central idea, preventing mucus, preventing inflammation, and allowing the body to be alkaline and be electric and communicate with one another and fight off disease, infection, and virus. And, you know, we're living in uh, difficult times, to say the least. So that alkaline state, is that the optimal state? That's the the optimal state to be in. Disease can exist in an alkaline state, and that's having a pH level above seven, as we as disease we spoke cannot. about. Disease cannot live in an alkaline state. Okay. So you reduce inflammation, you reduce mucus, and also ingest alkaline foods to keep your alkaline at optimal level so you can fight off disease. Okay. And also, too, you did in... I think what our first episode you talked about how you can check your pH level. Yep, yep, so you, you could know where you stand, right? Right. You check it in the morning after a full night's rest. You check it in the morning. You can order pH strips online and you test your urine. So after a good night's rest, you pee in a cup or pee in whatever you want to pee in, not the the toilet bowl and water. You don't want to mix that. You want it to be straight urine. Don't and you, pee your bed either. Man. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. So yeah, you. After a full night's rest, you pee in a cup and you get a pH drip and you dip it in your urine and you check your pH levels and it'll tell you if it's a pH above 7 or below 7 and you'll know if you're alkaline or not. Got it. Okay. Yes, stand me. Health is wealth. Prevention is better than a cure. That's my health and wealth segment for the day, the immuno special. And I'm going to highlight a couple of these supplements that I take over the next few episodes and this is just one of them. Next week, I might do the bitter tonic or the, the lungies, but I wanted to start with the immuno special because this, this packs the biggest punch, in my opinion. It has, it, it's, very, uh, it's very dense and, and, and beneficial, and it's structured particularly well to have the, the best outcomes and the best results, and that's something that we need to talk about, structure. It's funny you say that word, structure. You know what I mean? I like that word. I say. With structure, it sounds like there's intention. Usually, intention leads to good results. The, the, they say uh, the road to hell was paved with good intentions, mm. right? But they also don't tell you that every function in society was also built off intention. And every system put in place was built off intention. Right. And every structure that stays in place is operating on intention. So... I say. 
Intention is important. But going back to that word structure, we're going to get right into the topic, which is a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. Real talk, real you know talk. What I'm the reclamation of the black home. Our communities right, right. are not where we like them to be. Our families are in disarray. The women are complaining about the men. The men are complaining about the woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that brings us to where we want to talk about why is the family and the black family in disarray and how do we reclaim that? Mm. And I just want to start off with some numbers, set the scene for what we got going on. Right. And also talk about the tangible effect that these numbers have. There are approximately 44 million black people in America. Black people get married at a 29% rate compared to a 48% rate national average. Mm-hmm. We get married at a 29% rate. The national average is 48%. Mm. So the black community is pulling that average down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Right. One third of black men will get married and stay married in their lifetime. About 33%. One-fourth of black women will get married and stay married in their lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. One-third of black men will get married and stay married in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. One-fourth of black women will get married and stay married in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. 73% of black children are born out of wedlock. Mm. One in four children in America, right? Black, Asian, okay. white. One in four children in America are living with an unmarried parent. So that means three-fourths of the children in America, right? White, black, Asian, Indian. Three-fourths of them are living with married parents. Mm -hmm. But in the black community, we have 73% of children born out of wedlock. Put those two numbers up, juxtaposed to each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else knows that. Okay, I need you to repeat that statistic one more time. In America, Uh of all the children born in America, Mm One in four children are living with an unmarried parent. So 25% of American children are living with an unmarried parent. Okay. 75% of children are living with married parents. Right. Okay. Right? Speak on. But in the black community. In the black community. 75% children are born out of wedlock. That's crazy. Living with with one parent. Not necessarily. They could be married or they could be together. Mm-hmm. But they're born out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting something right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not getting something right. Again, the black family is pulling this average down. Mm. You know what I mean? If, yes. we, if, it, if we weight that, those numbers, it's not looking good for us. 100%. And the correlations between these numbers and what we see in practice in our communities, we have to say that there's something there. Something's going just, on. We can't just ignore these things. These you numbers mean something, for sure. For and, sure. And, and while I can't find the numbers on who tends to have custody in a black community... I'm, I, I think I, we can agree I, where, where you know where, which side that leans towards. Right. Most of our children are in the custody of the mothers. Of the mothers. Right? Right. So why do I throw all these things out there? The black home has to be reclaimed. It has been lost, and the results of our community reflect this. So are we saying that the black home is lacking structure? The black home is lacking structure. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So does there need to be structure for the black home to be reclaimed? I want to take that one real quick. I'm going to have to overwhelmingly say, yes, there definitely needs to be structure for the black home to be reclaimed. And why do I say this? It's because... When you have structure and when you're creating structure, that is a deliberate and intentional effort. Every successful effort 
has structure. Business, sports teams, societies, countries, the human body has structure. A building has structure to make sure it has the best possible outcome and results so these things can stand the test of time and they can work in perpetuity. So I have to say that there definitely needs to be structure for the black home to be reclaimed because when we speak about these numbers, as you said, born out of wedlock, that shows a divide in structure or that shows a breakdown in structure. And we could take a look at our black community and we can see that we're not getting the results that we need as a community. And the cornerstone of any community is the family. So how is our family looking? It's not looking good. And, and those numbers definitely speak to that. You hit it right on the head, man. Every successful facet of society, we see it. Police organizations, the military, business. Everything has structure. School. In school. The system that, that we complain about. Mm-hmm. There's structure there's to There's structure. You know what I'm saying? There definitely is structure. Deliberate and intentional structure to produce a certain outcome. And even in the rearing of a child, there's a structure. There should be structure. But even the, the, the way in which a child is born, man and woman coming together. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. I'm not talking about the manufactured right, right, stuff. Right, right, right. Or I'm not talking about the state-sanctioned stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, woman creates child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ashe. And there's an understanding in that. Right. There's a natural biological understanding of that structure that certain things come together to produce other things. Exactly. And we cannot discount that and we cannot negate that. We have to understand and we have to take this same approach when dealing with our relationships and dealing with our families because it has been lost. Our boys are getting miseducated. Our daughters are getting miseducated. The dropout rates are high. There's mass incarceration rates. Where can we put our finger on and say certain things like that stem from? And you know what's interesting? Are you asking, you posing that question? No, I'm throwing it out there. I mean, it's kind of rhetorical because yeah. my response is the family, the relationship between man and woman. This structure has been lost. You know what I find funny as well? We constantly hear we're a resilient people. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what we went through and how we made it through, quote unquote, slavery. Right. And even in that, right, we knew that there was some type of structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man and woman coming together, mm-hmm. right? In the understanding of what we have to do, we need each other. Right. And you move forward. 100%. Even when the families were broken up, you go and you come together in another place. The black man was more likely to get married than the white man up until 1960. Mm-hmm. The black woman was more likely to get married than the white woman up until 1970. Let me say that again. One in three black men will get married in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But up until 1960, black men were more likely to get married than white men in America. One in four black women get married today. Before 1970, it was more likely that a black woman would get married than a white woman. Mm -hmm. Yes, women have made progress, but our families are in disarray, leading towards... 2053, black wealth is projected to be zero dollars. 
So all my ladies who m- making money, all y'all raising your hands saying, I, I-, I got it, I'm doing it. I-N-D-E-P. Black wealth is still projected to be zero, with zero. all of you included, mm-hmm. right? All of your PhDs, your masters, your uh, entrepreneurships, <laughs> your right. businesses. So we got we to gotta understand something. Our structure is way off. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... And just to speak to that point, because I saw something on Fox Business that the average net worth of the white family is $171,000. The average net worth of the black family, $17,000. Repeat that again. The average net worth of a white family, $171,000. The average net worth of the black family, $17,000. Actually, it speaks to a point because, again... The black woman is making her dollars, mm-hmm. but she also has a Mercedes Benz. She has student loan debt. Mm-hmm. She's taking her girl trips. Our brothers, we got our Gucci belts. Mm-hmm. Our credit is messed up, but we out here looking fly. Right. Our Jordans is on point. So the money is in our community. It's definitely there. But it's not being put into the right places. That's why our, our net worths look the way they do. Mm-hmm. So our poverty levels aren't on par with that number, but our spending is so bad because, again, there's no understanding of what we have to do for each other. It's about what I have to do for me. Now we have to ask the question, though, what does structure look like or what should it look like in the black household? Man, woman, Children. child. Take it back to the good old days, right? This is a, a funny topic for me, and it's close to home. I constantly hear women say, I want to be led. I hear black women say, I want to be led. What else do they say? It's not just, I want to be led. I, I want to be provided things, for. I want to be protected. <laughs> I want to be loved. I want to be all these things. I want to rip your lips off. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be all these things. You know what I mean? I, I want to stay home. There's been demands. It's going back to the point, right? In these different facets of society that we laid out, there's structure to them. So there are people who make decisions and who are accountable for those decisions. And everybody plays their role within the structure of that group. Right. So I may be the CEO or you may be the CEO. Let's say for our example purposes, you're the CEO, I'm the CFO. You get to make the final say. Now, I, have this, I, as the CFO, I have a, a, a per certain expertise that right. I've worked towards. I can speak to something, and what I speak to is valid. What I speak to is valid, but you still get to make the final decision. And in the agreement that we're both in, me being the CFO and playing my position, playing my role within the business that we created, we're going to live and die by the decisions that you make. So you should take into consideration what I say because I have a valid opinion. I have a valid point. Absolutely. But again, you still get to make the final call. In correlation with the family, you can't be led if you don't listen. You can't be led if you don't want to follow. If you don't want to follow, you can't be led. If everything needs to be broken down, explained, argued over, we're wasting time and we're not getting things done. Mm -hmm. We're trying to move forward. We have to do all these things at once. And this speaks to the discernment we have to have in choosing each other, mm-hmm. choosing our mates. But going back to the structure, you can't be led if you don't want to follow. I say.
And that's pretty much how I see it as well. Somebody has to be responsible for the successes and failures of the team. When people do Monday morning quarterback, they are more times than not talking about coaches' decisions and what play the coach ran that was a deciding factor in the game. Who bears this responsibility? And I'm of the opinion that that should be within the context of the black family, the black man, okay? And that's not to take away the significance that our women play, okay? That's not to say that you're any less of a human being, you're any less of a person, you're any less of somebody that contributes to the success and failure of this dynamic. No, but I'm going to bear the responsibility of the success and the failure of the team. I'm going to be the leader, the provider, and the protector. I want children, and you have to bear these children, so women bear these children, so it is not in the best interest to you be pregnant and out there having to be in a competitive state, competitive masculine state. A woman is born with every child that she's going to have and everything that she experiences affects those children, affects those children, those potential children. So if you want to be led and you want to be protected, allow me to do that for you. But no, some women want their education. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But when it messes up the structure and the dynamic of the and success of the family, we have an issue, especially as we look back at the numbers and we look back at particular times in history. Almost everything was joined between black men and black women. You're talking about societal rights. You're talking about financial and economic implications. All these things were joined. But somehow we were led to believe that you're keeping me from something, somehow you began to dismiss and discount and begin to trash the image of the black man and there's a split and there's a divide. We can see by the numbers. The, the numbers are men, men lie, women lie, the numbers don't lie. So when we take a look at these patterns and we take a look at these numbers over time and we seeing that these kids are being born out of wedlock, the decreasing rate in women and men to be married. I mean, we got to take a step back and look at what went wrong and where it went wrong. When you were speaking to the point of it's not to devalue when the man is the head, but the woman is a central part, you were speaking to the point of not devaluing the woman's role within the structure that you laid out. Absolutely. It made me think of something. A lot of black women think they're special. Where, as a person, mm -hmm. bro, I'm no more special than you are. Your children are special to you. My children are special to me. Mm -hmm. Our interests align, so I'll care for your child like I would care for my mm -hmm. own. Right. But my child is special to me, right. and your child is special to you. Right. When I go out and I interact with women, mm -hmm. excuse me, Ma, you're no more special than I am. And women especially have been sold this idea that they're special. So when you think you're special, you have an expectation that something should be the way you expect it or it's going to be the way you expect mm -hmm. it. And, and your life should turn out in a fashion that you plan for, 
But if you add in that caveat that I'm special and you're constantly looking for this special result, that causes a layer of conflict because mm-hmm. I know I'm not any more special than you. But if you think you're more special than me, how can we have a conversation? It's an individualistic mindset. That in itself, if I'm talking to a woman and she thinks she's special mm-hmm. and I know I'm not special, but I can be part of the team and she wants to be part of the team too, but she knows she's special. That's an individualistic thought process. Mm-hmm. And it, that nature in itself removes us from having a group structure. Right. So that's not to say that women are not important, but I'm a challenge you on this. So it's not that, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not, okay, a woman can think that she's special, but how does that translate into the relationship? So, okay, you can be special, right? But that does that make whatever you want, your needs, supersede where the team needs to go. I'm going to answer your question with a question. A woman should say, am I special to my man? Am I projecting the things that make me special to him? But when you just think you're special and the world should, should revolve you around, you. around you being right. special, right? That supersedes the relationship between you and him. Right. Everyone's supposed to think I'm special, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and that's a level of, like, walking above someone. Mm-hmm. That's a level of, uh, uh, you know, I'm a step above. Mm-hmm. And that mindset hurts the group. And that's what I'm saying. How does that special translate? Because if you think you're special and you're, you're a special person that can be a great helper to a person, a great helper to a man, that's different. But if your special translates as my sh- don't stink, I'm better than you. I'm pretty, so I deserve and demand everything that I want. You can't like orange. If your favorite season is fall, then we can't be together. If you put your left shoe on before your right, you know. So how does that special translate into the relationship? You know what I mean? And that's how I'm looking at what you said. So, okay, you could think you're special, but how is that? How is that translating and how is that working when you're interacting with me? Productive for the group. It, are you are you infringing on the production of the group? With your special. Right. So if you're doing that, you're really not special. You're a problem. Okay, and we need to call that out. And this special has broken down the structure of the black family. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, this Bro, special, hold on, no, but for it's real though, fact, this special has broken down because we have, we no longer want to relate and understand. We see it as, as you said, an individualized pursuit to happiness. It's no longer about the team and the collective. It's an individualized pursuit to the finish line. And that finish line gets further and further because, yo, time is not on your side. Time is not on your side. So you think that (laughs) that thing is getting you to your finish line, but it's really slowing you down. That is what the modern home looks like. Mm -hmm. Individuals. You know what I'm saying? The modern home looks like individuals. What do you think the modern home looks like? The modern black home in particular. Hey, we we only talking about black. Right, but I I wanted to be sure because, you know, we might have some, you know, wandering or listening is that we're talking about black people and black people in particular because this is the community 
that we identify with and this is the community that we're in and, and involved in and this is who we are. So hey, when we understand, I don't identify as black. I am black. Okay, there it is. You know, because we don't want no Rachel Dozils. What if I identify as Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to make sure I make it clear that you know we speaking to and about and for and from the black perspective. Yeah. So that, your your question: What does the black the modern black, black home look like? It looks like a female-headed household run off an unbalanced situation. That leads me to say dysfunctional because the results haven't been what we needed them to be. The results haven't been what we needed them to be. So I would say that it's dysfunctional, unbalanced, and female ran or female headed that's that that's how i see the 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 modern home today the modern black home how do i see it today the modern black home looks like the crack house <laughs> family hooked on that dope you want to smoke <laughs> dope huh so you want to smoke dope but the, hear me out for a second, though. All right. The modern black home is hopped up on media. Okay. We're doped up on TV, mm-hmm. IG, FB, negative connotations, negative associations, mm-hmm. stories not created by us, portraying us in ways that leave us in a reactive state. Right. And when these stories are created by us, are they serving us in a way that helps perpetuate the image that takes us to the next level. Positive, productive image. They don't. Right. Right? 100%. When we're happy, right? Mm-hmm. When, as as black people, when we're happy, right. we watch something. When we're sad, we watch something. Mm-hmm. When we're tired, we watch something. Mm-hmm. When we're hungry, we watch something. If I replace watch something with drugs, what, what would you say? We got to help that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when it comes to media, it's just normal. I just come home and that's a normal day. That's a good point. That's a good point. And our minds are the most important muscle. Our brain is the most important muscle. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're flexing it. So what state can we really be in when we consider that? So speak to me what that has done to the structure. People being doped up, like you said, on this, this, on, on a media fix the brain stimulation of uh, a female scrolling, it's active. It's its firing. Their brain is firing just being able to scroll. Now, I don't know how true that is, but it still speaks to the point that this media, this social media, this Facebook, this IG has been dictating the way we see one another, the way we interact with one another, the lack of effort, the lack of forgiveness, the lack of overstanding, you know what I'm saying? The lack of seeing the big picture, okay? And even getting into the details of it. The macro and the micro. The macro and the micro. And there are economies that support keeping us in this state. Mm -hmm. The algorithms want you to continue scrolling. Mm -hmm. We've all had that experience on YouTube where we watch one video 
and then there's something that's suggested, like mm-hmm. it's suggested at the perfect time. Right. It's for a reason, and it's off. It's monetizing us. But again, drawing the correlation to drugs, everybody will ask, why doesn't the drug dealer stop selling drugs to the community that he's a part of? Mm-hmm. When he knows it's morally wrong, but it makes him money. And the status that he gets supersedes that. Right. And so people are buying. Again. People are buying. When we continue to watch the nonsense, get involved in the nonsense, more people are going to continue to make it. Right. I don't exactly. know. Ha- have you ever seen that movie? It was about somebody being like tortured on the internet. The more people watched, the more that that person was tortured. And it didn't, it didn't occur to people like maybe I should stop watching to save this person's life. I got to find, I got to find out what that movie is. But the whole premise was people are into these things that really don't serve or really don't have great outcomes. And they're going to keep, they're going to keep tuning in. They're going to keep focusing on these things that are harmful and they harm the group. Why are we doing that? Why are we continuing to do that? It's breaking down our structure. It's breaking down our families. It's harmful for our kids because they're not being raised effectively and efficiently. And studies and science has shown two-parent married households are the best situations for kids. Men, if you're married, get out. Men, Men, if you're married, fellas, if you got a lady... Go home today and ask her, if you had to choose me or your phone, mm-hmm. what would you do? Engage the response. Our ladies are not dating us. Mm. Our ladies are not with us. Where they at? They with that phone. <laughs> Facebook got your big. Yo. <laughs> IG got your. <laughs> She'll do it for that before she do it for you, won't she? Hey man, it's and that's so, the state of the modern home. So then hopped he, up on dopamine. Here's the tough question. Here's the tough question. Yeah. We're talking about being accountable. We're talking about being proactive. So are we saying that we have to put more onus on our women when it comes to our relationships? Is that an accountability question? That's an accountability question. Are we saying that women are accountable for a lot of what's going on in our relationships? For a lot that's going on in the breakdown of the family structure. Yes, women are accountable for a lot of what's happening that's going on with the family structure. Do they? Do they see that, though? It doesn't matter if they see it. It does matter. Because how do we progress and move forward if they don't see that? Because, listen, because what they're going to consider was, oh, you're bashing this and you're bashing that. And And the question always is, well, what about you? And then that moves the main point from being the main point in what we're discussing. And we're going to be looked at as, oh, but we love our sisters. 
we care for them. I have a daughter. I have mothers. I, I, I have, I have, you know, I have sisters. I have aunts that I care deeply for. So this is not just speaking to a stranger out there. I'm speaking to those women in my life as well. Like, where is your accountability in things that have gone wrong? And are you willing to take that? Are you willing to speak up and be accountable for it? And then call out those around you that are doing the same thing. Are you willing to be accountable for it and not just say, well, what about you? And say, you know what? Yes, I made this bad decision. You know what? Yes, I should have I should have been more patient and, and more sensitive to certain things. I should have been this. I should have been that. Because you, you want to be led, but you don't want to follow, as we said. You want protection, but you want protection when it's convenient and it's comfortable for you. I'd rather you just said thank you. <laughs> Go about your merry way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Instead of questioning the manner in which we provide this protection. And that leads to divide. That leads to dysfunction. Sometimes you got to listen. Sometimes you got to listen. Women have to be accountable for a lot of, these, a lot of what's happening. I'm going to start with myself as a, as a man mm -hmm. and the male community. We have to be accountable to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Lack of accountability is like driving through a snowstorm. Your wiper's not working. Mm -hmm. You can make it somewhere, but it won't be where you want to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And as that snowstorm gets worse, right, the more you blame others for your situation, mm -hmm. as that snowstorm gets worse, the less you can travel. Mm -hmm. Now you're not even going anywhere. Your wipers ain't working. You really ain't going anywhere. And if you think of a time, think of a time where you told someone what you were accountable for, mm -hmm. or they told you what they were accountable for. That's probably a memorable, significant moment in your interaction with that person. Right. You know what I mean? There's a level of respect and admiration that's there. Even if you never talk to that person again, you can leave, you can separate from that saying they had the decency to do the right thing and be mm -hmm. accountable for what they were. Or mm -hmm. I had, Kwame Ru had the decency to, to admit you were wrong, to admit you erred, okay, and to admit that certain outcomes were based on decisions that you made. 100%. Feeding into the propaganda and, and feeding into the the media of this image of black men. And you, you took the words right out of me. Like mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to start with my brothers. We've lost control of the way we see ourselves. Yep. We have to be accountable for that. Yep. We have lost control of the way we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've become paralyzed by fear. The fear of failing. The fear of losing our families, the fear of being publicly destroyed. Right. And we can't operate in that space. So when you ask me the question, do black women have to take accountability for a lot of the things we see in our community? That's why I say yes, unwaveringly. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is on black women. Does that mean I'm without fault? Absolutely no. not. Okay. And that's what and I can do two things at once. Mm -hmm. And that as a as a black man, that's the space that I need to be operating in. Mm -hmm. That that accountability, right? A leader can call it out. Right. But a leader can also look at himself and say, yo, get get it together. Nashay. 
Ashe, Ashe. You have brothers out there that'll keep quiet to keep their family together, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to have any way. I'll say they that I've want- been guilty of that as well. I can and say if, if you're a black man operating in modern modern times mm-hmm. with a family, how could you not be guilty of it? Mm-hmm. How could that thought not cross your mind? If I fail, will I lose my family? If I say something, will I lose my family? Right. But here's the here's the issue with that. You become a slave to your situation. Yep. The the love that you're receiving it's not real. Because it was, it came under false, false pretenses. pretenses. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to show up better for ourselves as men. That's our accountability. We have to show up better for ourselves, mm-hmm. not for our families, not for, we got to wake up for what we need to do every day. And a reverberating effect will be what we need to see. Mm-hmm. We have to assume that leadership position exactly. again. Exactly. We were knocked off our throne. We, were, we, we, we allowed ourselves to be taken off that throne whether indirectly or directly. And we have to reclaim that spot. We have to reclaim that spot. And women, I got to listen. Listen, because we love you. We want to protect you. You can ask me. He wants to provide for you. But you got to listen. You got to listen. You got to listen. You got to listen. And this is a conversation that we've been having with our sisters, with our moms, with our our friends, and it all speaks to this main topic of reclaiming the black home. It all speaks to reclaiming the black home because if the relationship between black man and black woman fails to exist, we're doomed. What is the future of our children looking like if this is the image cesspool that they have to operate in? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our black women have played a very integral role in tearing down the black male image. Mm -hmm. The same very image and environment in which your children will grow up in. Your daughters will look at their black boys in this uh, environment. Your black sons will see themselves in this environment. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yo, I... They become it becomes a they start to self-identify with these negative connotations and these negative things and it becomes a like self-fulfilling prophecy or yeah. however however so, you're exactly right. I mean to speak to your point because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and she conveyed to me that oh she doesn't have faith in men she no longer has faith in the opposite sex, how she put Particularly it. black men or? Particularly just, black men. Just men. <laughs> she said men, but I'm assuming she's talking about black men. Okay. Um, Because I know the sister, I don't, you know, so. And I'm like, okay, you lost faith in black men. Well, you know, what? why is that? And she gave me a couple reasons. And I said, well, you know, is that how you feel about your son? And she didn't find the correlation between, you know, the two things about not having faith in black men and you having that mentality and how it leads in the raising of your son. 
And your son coming into an environment where, okay, black women don't have faith in black men. Because she's not the first person that said that, but I'm just, this is the most recent conversation I had. And your son coming into the environment of, okay, well, you know, black women don't have any, any faith in black men. She was separating the two. Like, no, it's not the same when it applies to the son, but it's the same when it applies to every other man out there. That's part of our problem. Mm-hmm. Again, your child is special to you, but he has to go and operate in the world in which the images that you help perpetuate will affect him. Mm-hmm. So while your ch- son may be special to you, he is not special to someone else. And when someone else starts tearing him down, what's, what's that going to mean? Right. Are they telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Is your son lying? Mm-hmm. Now where do we go? Mm-hmm. Now what does the argument become? Individualistic mindset. 100%. You know, And you know what will happen. The argument always becomes, well, if the black man did this, then, you know, or if he did that, then I, right. you know. And that's why and I, I said he always. Listen up, lady. You're wrong. <laughs> You're lost. Independent of what someone else does, you always have the opportunity to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Independent of what someone else does, you always have the opportunity to do the right thing. So if someone does something that you perceive is wrong and you react with the wrong, okay, they're wrong, but you're wrong too. And what's that old saying? Two wrongs don't make a right. Accountability, right? Got to be accountable. Accountability, right? We're going off right now. I got another one. I got another question. Speak on it. Who can hold the black woman accountable? Who can tell them they're wrong or out of line? Sisters don't even do it with each other. The, The group dynamics among black women are so crazy that if there's a sister that says, well, I, I like to listen to my man or, you know, my family comes first, she'll either be beaten down from the group or she'll have to at least change what she's talking about to fit and be into that group. That's the environment we're operating. What? Give me an example of that. I got a group of five, five women, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, like a real world example of, of what you said, because I could think of something. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I got I, yeah. no. Go if ahead. you got something, I don't have go, an example. Go ahead. We, we were t- we were speaking about it. Uh, what happened with Fantasia? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and how she spoke about submitting to her man and submitting to her husband and allowing him to be the leader and operate in his divine in his divineness. And she was drug. Drug, like, oh no, that that couldn't be me. She's this and she's that. You know what I'm saying? And, and a book that we've read, Shaharazad Ali, when it's calling out and asking women to be accountable and understand your 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 feminine and your divine feminine, you you can promote outcomes and and allow things to fall in your favor. It's so funny you say that. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. The white woman has rolled with the white man. The white woman has rolled with the white man to colonialize the world. The Asian woman has rolled with the Asian man. The white woman has rolled with the white man. The Hispanic, she seems to tends to be with 
You know what I'm saying? But but I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you 100%. It, it, it seems like when it comes to us and our relationships, there's there's a few more hoops to jump through when it comes to salvaging and, and moving on the right path. Yo, in this war that we have going on, and it is a war, we have to be able to hold ourselves accountable as well as hold each other accountable. If I can't say anything to you, if you said I'm supposed to be the leader, but I can't say anything to you for fear of how you may feel or fear of I can't do this anymore, Mm -hmm. how can we operate? But what's going to happen is, and it's, it's probably already happened. Men are going to say I'm good. Men are going to say I'm good. And 100%. then what? And then what? The numbers continue to spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. What did we know in 1960 and 1970 that we don't that know That we today? don't know now. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, we didn't have a leader. We had individual families, right, mm-hmm. operating us together. And then we see our leaders as family men, right? I see myself in them. Mm-hmm. I can follow that. I can support that. That's a fact. I can replicate that. I see myself in them. Mm-hmm. We can go somewhere. Breakdown of the family. Yep. Women, y'all have to have some accountability for it. No, I. you don't want to hit your wagon to... Uh, to our, our our horse no more. That economic independence, that educational independence, the the marginalization of the black male image. You know the 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 individualization of your success. And now, governmental support of your pursuit of autonomy. I don't know. I no longer need you to help provide. You know, I have I have these programs, so uh, the effort that I'm gonna put forth for this to work, I don't I don't need that anymore, and we got to speak about that because it's translating into 2021. The numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers are showing it. We can't. How do we dispute that? How do we dispute the numbers? How do we dispute what we go outside and see every day? How do we dispute what we're allowing? Because it's right there. It's right there in front of our face. We can't dispute what we're allowing as black men, as black women. And as you said, we got to be accountable for the role that we played. And women, we calling you to the forefront to be accountable as well. This ain't going to work. The future doesn't work without us. The future don't work without us. There is no and future. And there's going to be a future. This. Nah, there ain't no future. No, whether whether we're, we're gonna be dead, it, whether we're, we're gonna be dead, dead, D E D, yeah, dead. Uh, uh, it'll be nah. other people's future. Yeah, though, a future without us. Nah, because we can't talk. stick together. That's a fact. So we got we got to make it work, and, and we got to call you. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, speaking to that accountability thing as well. Black men have paid the price for it. Black men have paid the price for it. In all our media, we see the negative representations of, uh, of ourselves, the social experience, the way we experience our women, the way we experience 
our work environments, the way we have to buck dance to get by. Right. But black men have paid the price for it. But I'm saying, hey, that time is over. But with that, women, we're not playing anymore. So you can get on on the page or you can't. We everyone's not gonna make it. Everyone is not gonna make it. Everyone is not gonna make it. That's a fact. But I know that I'm gonna make, create a space where my son can positively reflect himself out in the world and then go succeed. So somebody can come with me, or they can get stepped on. But men, women, children. You could come with me or you mm-hmm. could get stepped on. That's the attitude. That's the approach I'm taking. You said get with it or get rolled over. That's it. I feel you. So I'm going to ask you, how do we deal with women that have that same understanding? What's that same Like, yo, you either going to get on my page or we can't we can write this book. All right. Like Kevin Samuel said, you're going to have to put your dick up. You can go over <laughs> there. You could go over there. And if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Because we got to speak that women want to get married. They wanna women want to get married. But I'm not choosing you with that attitude. And that's what I'm saying. Women want to get married. But what qualifications do you have as a wife? Repeat that question. Women want to get married. But what qualifications do you have as a wife when you to make me consume, to make me want to be a consumer of you? And I think that speaks to an issue because when you say wife, oh, uh, a woman will say, well, I have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. Uh, I make, you know, $90,000 a year. Yeah, I that just tells me, man, you pass some tests. That's it. You pass some tests in school. That's all. That don't tell me about your relationship experience. How are you going to be a good wife to me? How are you going to be a good mother to our children? That don't tell me telling me that you got these pieces of paper. The, you read the, a lot of books. Yeah, you got these things that excuse me that are not even worth the print the paper that is printed. Or I don't mean a goddamn thing to me. Yo, a man don't care if you got a bachelor's, a PhD, a master's. We don't care about that. Are you presentable? Are you pleasing to the eye? And are you feminine? Are you agreeable? Can I go somewhere with you? Meaning, can we go on this journey together? And are you going to play your role? Yo, being responsible for the home and the kids is not a small thing, bro. Of course it's not a small thing. It's probably the most important and thing. That's what, yo, so when I hear that I ain't just about to be, I ain't just about to be raising no kids and taking care of, yo, that's essential. You were in the Marines. There was no job too small or too big. Everything was necessary, and it played a big role in the success of what you were of doing. the mission. Yeah, of, in success of the mission. And that's what it's about, getting the mission done. Structure. Everyone's a leader in their own right, but when the leader shows up, we fall in line. Mm-hmm. Right. And submit to the mission. And we do it all the time. When you wanted Speak your degree. To Speak to that. When you wanted your degree, mm-hmm. you submitted to whatever was laid out for you to get. And when you wanted to get you got that job, you know what I'm saying? The job you were praying for, mm-hmm. you, you submitted to whatever guidelines it, you wanted to uh make it happen and keep that money coming. When you want to go on your trip, 
you submit to whatever rules are in place mm-hmm. to allow you to get to where you need to go. Right. But the idea of I want to be with a man, I want to be married, and submitted to the black man is crazy. Yeah, God given natural partner. Then we got, um, well, uh, I don't know. And uh, you know what? Uh, Let me ask you a question. What's up? What's good? What's good? Have women's emotions superseded their intelligence? I think, in my opinion, and that's a deep question right there. Fuck that my opinion shit. Yo, women. Just say your shit, bro. Women's emotions have definitely superseded their intelligence. Because we can ask questions, Are fa- is family important? Are you raising your kids important? Is the future important? An intelligent leader, like, yes, this is important. Is it good to plan for your future? Is it good to do these things? Intelligent discussions. But when you start to factor in, well, this is not going to work because I feel and we lose sight of what actually is, everything falls apart. I feel like I need to be hugged every single day. I feel like I need somebody to tell me that. I feel like I need somebody to deal with my attitude. I feel like this. I feel like you need to validate my feelings. Oh, you can't do that. Well, it's on to the next one. I can't work the fight. I feel like this, and I feel like that. The success of the group is not important. The success of the kids are not important. My individual feelings and my individual notions are what supersedes everything. So to answer your question, I do think the feelings of a lot of women have superseded their intelligence and a a, a legitimate understanding or a valid understanding like, yo, family's important. Kids are important. Raising kids are important. So if you're constantly putting your feelings in the way and that's becoming an obstacle, we got to call you out on that. So, yes, just, I mean, in short, in my opinion, women's feelings have superseded their emotions. Because, like I said, I have superseded sis- their intelligence. Have superseded their intelligence. They operate off of their feelings a lot of the times. Men, typically, logic, think about, okay, a and B. Actually, I think there's a lot of men. I wouldn't even call them men. You're right. Men do operate off of logic. Mm-hmm. Boys operate off of feelings. Okay. And we got a lot of boys who are walking around in bodies as men. I would put my money where my mouth is that these boys operating as men mm-hmm. were raised by single moms mm. or raised in a mostly woman household. But that's another question for another day. No, when, that's when, not. When, that's when, not. When, when we're talking about when we're talking about feelings and how we in, engage with them, I can never measure your feelings. You can never measure my feelings. We can talk about them, but if that is the all-encompassing thing that matters in our engagement, how can we really understand something that we can't measure? That's why we have to know what's true and know what's fact and have a same level of understanding on these things. Because, all right, I may feel a way about something, but regardless if I feel a way about, two plus two is always four, like you said. Mm-hmm. 
Regardless if I, yo, I, I could say I feel like two plus two is five. It don't matter how I feel. Two plus two is four. Right. And if we're operating in that realm, and again, women, you show the ability to operate in that realm. When it comes to the things you've been pushed to think is important, but you haven't been pushed to think that family is important when it's the most important thing. That's powerful. Emotions, your feelings. Oh, I was going to say this. Feelings, in my opinion, create tunnel vision. It doesn't allow you to really assess and factor in everything. If if you're starting something and saying, I, I feel like that you don't love me. I feel like something crazy. I feel like I'm not getting the attention I need. Right? Okay, babe. Well, you know, damn, is he tired from work? Is something going on with him or is something going on with her? Like telling me that you feel something and then that's leading you down a road of I can't do this anymore instead of dealing with what is. Well, my man comes home, he works, he provides. We may not spend a whole bunch of quality time together, but we get there, we do our little thing. But if he, if you're operating under the feeling that I need all these boxes to be checked and he needs to do everything possible to make me happy, it ain't going to work like that. It ain't going to work like that. Shoot. I may want to have sex every day. I feel like I should be having sex. I feel like I should be having sex every day. And if I'm like, yo, you're not giving me sex every day, then it's not going to work. We can't. Relationships don't, don't, don't operate like that. Relationships don't work like that. Relationships don't work like that. With all this information, it's like information overload. Like we're, we're, we're so smart that we're dumb. It's too much happening. A- and it can be a lot simpler if we just make it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, we got to have some accountability. Because the war is just conti- going to continue if we don't have individual accountability. That's a fact. And if you f- don't start with that individual accountability and then move on to the accountability of those involved, we stay punching each other. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, bruv. Well, that, talking about accountability, that leads us into... Don't ask. I said don't ask. I said don't ask. No questions. Just give the money. Get the collection play around on that side. Get it around on that side. Yeah, man, don't play no game. Get that money. So, yo, for don't ask no questions segment, man, I got to speak about holding Joseph R. Biden accountable. My man ran on the black ticket, got elected on the black ticket. If you didn't vote for him, you wasn't black. Blackity black. You were none of these things. (laughs) You know what I mean? You got people out there. You got to get Donald Trump out of office. Joe Biden, he's going to change the future for us, man. He's going he gonna to stop us from picking his cotton, man. You got to get him. That's the good man. That, that's good white folk. That's good white folk. We all thought uh, Trump was going to win. Well, at least I thought Trump was going to win. I didn't think he was going to win. I didn't think he was going to win. 
But yo, Biden, good white folk. Good Biden, you better, boy, you, boy, you, boy, you get that down to that pole there, boy, and then punch that ticket there, boy. Your ancestors died for that, boy. Let me tell you something. If you don't vote for me, then you're not black. You not black. He said that. The audacity. The unmitigating gall. But you say, it's funny, before you go into it, you say the audacity. Do black men have the audacity, the free range to even have that audacity? Like, that's a full encompassing idea, mindset, mm-hmm. and then to put out to the world for everyone to receive. Right. Do we even have that free range to have that audacity? And that can and that, can that be consumed? And then you still get admiration in the same way that he did? Nah, because he was forgiven and he was elected. But yeah, go ahead, bro. Just that's just a, uh, a he thought. was forgiven and he was elected. Biden could come to the cookout. Biden get the big piece of chicken. Biden this. Biden that. Biden that. Bi- Biden's been in office since January twentieth. He's put out and signed almost a hundred executive orders and executive memos. Okay. How many of them are geared toward the black community and black folk? Let me hear. One, two? Well, he actually did nothing. <laughs> There's not one executive order that I was able to look at and pull up that directly pertains to black people. But I want to highlight one for you, though. Okay, and this is on CNN.com. He got one here, an executive memo. Let me read this out for you. It acknowledges the rise in discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the past year, directing the Department of Health and Human Services to consider issuing guidance on best practices to improve cultural competency, language access, and sensitivity toward Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the federal government's COVID-19 response and directs the Department of Justice to partner with the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities to prevent hate crimes and harassment. January 26, he has... First 100 days, making it happen. Man, the first week, you do something for me? Hey, man, good looking, dog. I appreciate that. I got you. Hey, you do... Hey, man, can you help me with this, man? You know, I, 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 I got you back. All right, well, we helped him out. We got him in the house. We got him chilling. Where's I get back? He didn't want to meet with Ice Cube before the election. I was heard. I've heard talks that he reached out, but I've still yet to see the fruits of that. You know, so, so what? And we're not asking the questions, and we're not holding him accountable and responsible. We, what was the name of his uh, "Lift Every Voice"? Lift every what? Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, lift every voice. And that's pandering, though. The lift every voice. Yep. But we ain't even going to talk about that. You pandering with that. Lift every goddamn voice. You hear that? But what has been done? But he's made concessions to particular communities, the Asian, American, Pacific Islander. He reversed the Muslim ban. He's dealing with immigrants. LGBTQ and that community, he has enacted executive orders and memos towards that. What's going on with the black community, big dog? What is he doing? Where's the coverage on that? Where's the media? 
where are our platforms and wh- why are we not talking about this? You couldn't walk down the block with, without seeing somebody telling you to vote for Biden and get Trump out of office. Get Trump out of office and your ancestors did this for you to do that. And well, okay. So where's our equity now that we did what we were supposed to do? We, we fulfilled our civic duty. Where is it at? Hey, America's operating just fine. Only in America that somebody could get something or get nothing and give up everything. Yo, that's that's not natural order, bro. <laughs> that's not natural order. Somebody working, something not working in the best interest of itself. Like, that's not natural order. And it speaks to our topic. It's not something natural not order. working in the natural interest of itself. It don't or make any sense. That's powerful right there. Things out there ain't jumping into the shark's mouth, bro. Fish in the sea are not jumping into the shark's mouth because it's cool and it's warm in there. <laughs> and it, like, it don't work like that. Things are not out here looking to be killed and died and not survive. That's, that's, it's natural law, self-preservation. What are we doing? Why are we not holding this man accountable and responsible? How do we allow him to say, if you won't vote for me, you black? You know what? I'm sorry I didn't mean that. But well, we talked about it at the beginning. How are we going to hold someone else accountable when we can't even be accountable to ourselves? Yeah, we we don't even realize that we have to have that conversation. Yeah, we don't even realize that we have to have that conversation. Yeah, bro, it's real in the field. Hey, it's real in the field. If you see me, I'm making things uncomfortable. I say, I say, and that's what we got to do. I'm making things uncomfortable. So either you're gonna love me. With all your heart or hate me with all your heart. That's the energy I'm on in 2021. Moving forward. Real life. And uh, like I said, I will create the space that I believe is the right space for my sons. Ashe. Yo, so we got to close, like, solutions, bro. How do we work toward fixing these problems that we got. Yo. You got to stick yourself. Stick <laughs> yourself, Tony. Stick <laughs> That motherfucker only got me on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick yourself again, Solutions. Tony. Solutions, man, because. I'm going to give the solution that black men need to do. We need to operate as leaders for ourselves. Eliminate this idea of fear. And be willing to go without to get what we want and get what we need. Go without to get what we want and get what we need. I'm with uh, you, bro. And if you're willing to get on my page, I got space for you. Collaborate mm-hmm. with each other. Defend each other. Stand up for each other. Call out the BS when we see it. L- ladies, again, even if my family's listening, my mom, my aunt, my sister... The women that I engage with, mm-hmm. if you say something that's wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You got to hold each other accountable. And I'm going to hold you accountable. Because I've been held accountable. And you know what? I've grown from it. See, that's what no one ever talks about. In the mistakes that you make, how you grow from it. Right. Everyone just wants to point to you and say, oh, look at the mistake that you made. The conversation is the mistakes that you made help you grow to be the person you are and affect the community the way you need to affect it. I'm willing to die on that sword. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the sort of, you know, that, that, that's the message I'm going to push moving forward. Solution number one. Solution number two. Black women got to listen. <laughs> you got to be, you have to be willing to follow some directions. Got to be willing to, to follow, to be led. And that's not to say every man or every male is a leader. Every or deserves the man. right to lead you. Right. But this you is where your discernment and accountability comes into place with your decision making. Okay. Your decision making. We gotta we gotta call that to to the front. But you have to be willing to listen. Okay. It looks good to say that I got my PhD. It looks good. It sounds good. But you're alone. You're alone. I know a lot of older women that are alone. Wasn't there a judge that recently came out and said she would give up all her degrees to have a family because she went without one? I mean, I didn't hear it. I see, I'll have to pull that one up, pull that story up. Yeah. Like you said, the natural order. You're born to create life and be with the group. Like, that's, that's your natural thing. Why do you think you socialize with the women you socialize with? That's your natural thing. Shaharazad Ali laid it out. We've seen other women, you know, speak to submission and not be met with open arms. So solution, black men step up, assume the position. Women be willing to listen, follow, and be led. Because holding down a home, birthing our kids, and taking care of our children is not a small thing. Cooking it, it, the meal. It's the most important thing. But we've lost the, the respect and admiration for it. These things only happen in, in first world countries, right? <laughs> so civilized. Mm -hmm. World is so nice. If a man had to go out and get the food that you needed to eat, you probably have a little bit more understanding for him. But you mm -hmm. just go to the store and buy it. Mm -hmm. You don't even understand how it got there. Mm -hmm. I ain't ready for that yet. That's real, though. They don't understand how it got there. Nope. Uh, but it's there. The uh, the end purchase. Forgot what what that's called. Uh, that process, supply chain logistics. I think. Don't understand that. Yo, black women, you gotta listen. Hey, black men, be the leader. Le leaning into this idea of structure, right? Is not a, a foreign idea. It's not a foreign concept. If women, if you know you want the man to lead, you have to be willing to follow. And you have to be willing to ride the wave of what comes with that. Mm -hmm. If every time a man messes up, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to try not to mess up. But we fail, we, we fail and we learn. Mm -hmm. And you have to have the freedom to fail and know that that's not going to cost you everything. Right. But what's going to happen again, the message that I'm pushing Fail with or without you. I'm going to fail and learn with or without you. But believe, let's believe when I get it together, I'm going to remember that you didn't want to stick it out. Mm. So you're going to go to a white woman? No. <laughs> I'll just message you. Dude. Yeah. Again, men, go ask your women if you're willing to give up their phone for this relationship. And that needs to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. 
that should spark something because that's a whole nother topic right. for a whole nother day. Ashe. Individual accountability. Women, y'all need to stop playing this victim stuff because y'all have no problem disparaging the man when y'all feel like y'all were wronged. But I never hear the stories of when y'all wronged the man. You ain't never wrong. I think I think it was good, man. I think you, we, we went over some good stuff, some very important and significant topics and issues from Ho- the black male's perspective. And hopefully you are you're inspired, man. Yeah. Hopefully you're inspired. Uh Nipsey said the greatest human act is to inspire. And hopefully, you know, you you hear something here that makes you go has that aha moment. When you read a book, you may read a book and there's a few things, you know, you may enjoy a book, but there's always going to be a few things that you you focus on and you take away. And right. I hopefully, you know, every time you hear us, that's the same thing you get. Yeah, a sure. few things that you focus on and you take away. It will lead to a better you. Yes, yes. So remember, we do love you, sisters. We do appreciate you, but nobody's beyond reproach. Nobody is beyond correction. And this is what we're trying to do. And there's been many platforms where you have critiqued and criticized and aired your grievances. And not saying that this is a tit-for-tat thing, but, you know, we have to give light to how we see things as well. And the, the numbers are there. The numbers are there. The numbers are there. So you can follow me on underscore Kwame Heru. Uh, you can follow the We're Tired of Asking page on uh, underscore We're Tired of Asking underscore. Oh, uh, shit. Got Facebook, too. SoundCloud, Kwame Heru. Facebook, Kwame Heru. Instagram, Black Man. You got the Black Kwame Man Heru. buzzing right now, right? The Black Man song? Oh, yeah, man. Something that I just uh, shared and uh, put out there. Or it's been out there, but I haven't really promoted it. So I'm promoting it, my black man the single. Link, the, the link for the song will be in the, in the description. Yes, yes. Check it out, man. Um, Check it out. Conscious music, clean with a message. You know, verse with no curses. Holla at your boy on the music okay. end. All right. God body, no excuses. God body, no excuses. You see the merchandise. You know, hit me up on Instagram if you want something. Shirts, hoodies. Got We're Tired of Asking merch. Bro, that, that, that hoodie's fire, though. Yo, appreciate it, man. We're yeah. Tired of Asking merch, too. We got it. We got T-shirts, so. Stand or something, or for anything. I say, man. I say, hey, um, I say. As always, we like to leave you with a few, a few words. Yeah, man. Uh Keep your eye on your cheddar. Watch out for rats. Rest in peace to the God Justice Cipher. I say. We're tired of asking. And you should be too. Peace. Peace and black power. No half step in the time. We got to do it right. Only get one go round. We can't do it twice. No half step in the time. We got to do it right. Only get one go round, we can't do it twice. Laugh, love, and live life. No half step in the time, we gotta say we gotta laugh, love, and live life. Only get one go round, we can't say we gotta laugh, love, and live life. No half step in the time, we gotta say we gotta laugh, love, and
laugh, love, live life, and live it right. Take our hats off, praise it to the most high. Not worried about getting millions in more ties. Progressing with the people, that's where the results lie. Come together, do it, and stride. Divide it as whack. Think of it, divide it well like a smack. Unite tonight, we're strong just like a fist. Get harder. And we're stronger in the attack. Come on, people, we need community, strength, power together. Yes, you and me promote U N I T Y because this picture is way bigger than you and I. For the next generation, we gotta be good guys. Give them confidence, power, self pride. Teach them how to love, peace, and chill. Instead of how to fear that people rob, steal, and kill. For gotta real. laugh, love, and live life. No half step in the time. We gotta Said we gotta laugh, love, and live life. Only get one go round. We can't. Said we gotta laugh, love. Laugh, love, and live life. But when your plane takes off, you better get right. Never take things off, you better sit tight. And when that plane takes off, you better do right. Right, right to my bacon soda. Just me and my thoughts, me, me and my quota. Trying to stay fresh and clean and balanced like water. Heart and soul and mind, my body in order. Libations to all of those that ain't gone. Through me, your legacy will live on. Positivity and anti gravity is the only place I'd rather be. So put your hands in the air and wave them like you don't like care. Like put uh, your hands in the air yeah. and wave them like you just don't Cause care. Cause we gotta laugh, love, and live life. No half step in the time. We gotta say we gotta laugh, love, and live life. Only get one go round. We can't say we gotta laugh, love, and live life. No half step in the time. We gotta say we gotta laugh. So we gon' roll these four L's, not the ones you can spark though. But the cipher of knowledge, white bro, to the sparkles to bring to our nation a little jubilation to digress through the conflicts mankind has been facing. Like when you act the ass, share a genuine laugh. Those moments make you forget the pains of the past. You can laugh out loud with your friends in the crowd and cherish the jolly moments that time may allow. Experience love is something we can attest to. Whenever you find a love, protect and respect who, whoever you got forever, it's not your understanding me. Plus he's always family. And live is about prospering Not wasting oxygen, making change Give back and fight for things Putting this new philosophy in place It's laugh, love, live life for else to the face Gotta laugh, love, and live life No half step in the time We gotta laugh, love, and live life Only get one go round We can't say we gotta laugh, and live life No half step in the time We gotta say we gotta laugh, love, and live life Only get one go round We can't do it, gotta laugh, love Life, two no